Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232 is the number. Uh, 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Or use the KPL app chat. When you do, tap the little chat uh, icon up in the top right corner. Select general message so I can see your messages. Those are the messages I read when they come in. Uh, but select general message. You can send a message to the show I respond to those on the air and on the app as they come in. But right now, I have a, you need to know this about me. I have a rule. The rule is no Christmas before Thanksgiving. No Christmas before Thanksgiving. As far as I'm concerned, Santa Claus is an imperialist who is trying to take over the other holidays. And I don't approve. So I don't talk about Christmas before Thanksgiving. I don't celebrate it. I disapprove of Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving. Once Black Friday hits, you can go all Christmas all the time. I don't care. I have a special bumper list of Christmas music specifically for post-Thanksgiving. However, we must look at Georgia where the war on Christmas is back featuring our old friend diversity, equity, and inclusion. Emory Hospital, the Emory Healthcare System in Georgia recently announced that they were changing their paid holiday schedule. So for those of you who work in it, really any sort of business, there are paid holidays off. You, you're off for a holiday. You still get paid for it, but there are several holidays throughout the year that you just get off. Labor Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, et cetera, so forth. Fourth of July, Martin Luther King Day, a lot of them. You get a lot of those days off. Depending on what industry you're in, you might get different ones off. Emory, two of their paid holidays off were Christmas Eve and Christmas. And in a recent statement, Emory announced that they were removing Christmas Eve as a paid holiday and they were adding Juneteenth. They were adding Juneteenth. Now, I have no problem with Juneteenth being a paid holiday. I don't. It is a significant historical moment. It is very important. Yes, let it be a paid holiday. But it's it's the fact that they didn't want to add a paid holiday... They just wanted to shift where their paid holidays were. And it's very easy to see that they looked at the Christmas holidays and said, well, you get two days off. Let's just knock it down to one. You get Christmas Day off. And so that's the decision they made. And it was for DEI purposes. Here is the letter sent out by Emory Healthcare CEO June Soup Lee. At its heart, diversity, equity, and inclusion at Emory Healthcare, EHC, 
is about creating an environment of true belonging for our patients and team members, while ensuring equitable outcomes for all. But making that an everyday reality requires purpose, planning, and intentional action. It also requires input from the whole team. So when the holidays at EHC so when it comes to the holidays that EHC recognizes, we listened. Thanks to your feedback, the executive leadership team and I have decided to make Juneteenth, June 19th, an EHC observed holiday. We hope this will allow more opportunities for celebration, reflection, and education. EHC currently observes nine paid holidays each year, while other Atlanta health systems average six paid holidays. We are proud to offer a rich holiday benefit package to our staff. For each observed holiday, our clinics and business offices close, which means our patients are unable to make clinic appointments for those days. To minimize impact to patient care, we will not be adding another paid holiday to our calendar. Rather, beginning January 2024, we will remove Christmas Eve from our holiday calendar and replace it with Juneteenth. However, team members still have the flexibility and option to use paid time off for Christmas Eve. Although we're announcing the change now, EHC will still observe Christmas Eve 2023 as a paid holiday. Beginning in 2024, Juneteenth, June 19th, will be added to the holiday calendar and Christmas Eve, December 24th, will be removed. As with other observed holidays, we will offer holiday pay to working staff on Juneteenth. I hope you'll continue to share your thoughts as we work together to make EHC an even more welcoming place for employees and patients. That's the letter sent out to Emory Healthcare workers, staff. The local NAACP is mad about this. Several staff members are upset, but the local NAACP is also mad about it. I don't understand why they can't do both, asked NAACP, the Cab County president, Edwina Clanton. Clanton believes companies should recognize Juneteenth, which became a federal holiday in 2021. However, she said the move by Emory could be more harmful than good, at least initially. I'm sure it will put anger in some hearts, Clanton added. Why do we have to do this? Why can't we have our old holidays off? Some more consideration, even asking the employees you which days you want to give up, that may have worked better. Some of the other quotes from staffers. I think in general, everyone at Emory is pretty frustrated right now. You can't replace one for the other. It's completely inappropriate. It's essentially pitting a Christian holiday against something that's got that's to be celebratory for everyone, but specifically for our black colleagues. Another person said something that should be an extremely joyful and collective celebration has become another reminder of how our black colleagues can't have anything without sacrifice. This is not what we have been pushing for. We thought Juneteenth was being added to the holiday calendar. So when they came in and they announced, or they, they, they did what they, according to the reporting, they did what's called a listening tour. And in this listening tour, they talked to staff in Emory Healthcare. And apparently one of the ideas that was brought up was getting Juneteenth off. And so the people in charge of Emory Healthcare went back to their, their, their C-suite, their, the, the board members, the leadership team all decided, well, we should do this. Where can we take a day off to make this balance out? They didn't at any point think about the fact that they, which by the way, Emory Healthcare is affiliated with Emory University, which is a Methodist founded university in Georgia. 
Emory Healthcare didn't stop to think about the fact that one of the reasons Christmas Eve off is so necessary for a lot of families is that a lot of families end up hosting on Christmas or even on Christmas Eve, and they need the day to prepare the house, cook the food, etc. Some people travel to visit family. They need the travel days. And sure, the company said you can still use your paid time off, but those that paid time off is typically used for summer vacation when the kids are also off. In the interest of diversity, equity, and inclusion, Christmas Eve was sacrificed. Some people are calling it an attack on Christianity. Others are saying, well, it's clear they just were trying to balance things out, but they did so very stupidly. Regardless of what you think about it, Emory Healthcare has just shown that they care more about Juneteenth than they do about the families in Georgia who celebrate Christmas because they're in Georgia and the majority of Georgians are Christian. They're in Atlanta. The majority of Atlanta, urban proper, is African-American. African-Americans in the South tend to be pretty evangelical, pretty religious, very family-oriented. It does not make sense except to all of the progressive elitists who like to sit back in their chairs, look pretty smug, and think, you know, we did it. We did it. We did a racial justice. Is it really the war on Christmas? Is it really the war on Christianity? I couldn't tell you for certain. I think they just made a boneheaded corporate decision. Are there some malicious actors who are absolutely happy about it because they see Christianity in the corporate workplace or any recognition of a Christian holiday in the corporate workplace is just more white Christianity uh, dominating where it shouldn't and separation of church and state and all that nonsense they spout? There's probably some people who think of it that way, but for the most part, I think it was just a a boneheaded corporate decision. But all done, this sacrifice made for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And instead of being inclusive, they've just alienated family-oriented and Christian-oriented workers. 232-1542 is the number. You can use the KPL app chat. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a moment here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Stick around. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be on a part of the conversation. I knew this topic would get a lot of folks uh, worked up. Lots of comments coming in from the KPL app chat, which if you have the KPL app, Hit that little text message looking icon in the uh, in the top corner and you will uh, select general message and you can send a message directly to the show. Like Chris in New Iberia, except for emergencies, how many people are going to schedule appointments on Christmas Eve? Exactly. People avoid going to the doctor on Christmas Eve and Christmas. They don't want to spend their Christmas Eve at the doctor's office. So you're now forcing people to go to work on a day when they're not going to be able to do a whole lot of work because nobody's going to be in. Blaine in Youngsville uh, also messaged in, wants to know, uh, wants to know uh, about using uh, 
flex days, which I think is a, a pretty interesting idea, but it goes back to uh goes back to the whole point of like we have th- these companies have these fixed uh, they have these fixed days on their calendars and one of them for Emory has been Christmas Eve and and again Emory is in Georgia southern state a lot of evangelicals including amongst African Americans who work in the Emory healthcare system it's just very odd let's go to the phone lines now we've got Chris Chris how are you I'm doing good What's your, what are your thoughts? Well, it's a private organization, correct? Yes. Well, I think they got the right to do what they want to do. I mean, if you don't like it, then you can go to a different hospital or work at a different place. Um, I don't like government interfering with, with companies doing whatever they want to do. You know, that's how I feel about it. Oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm not but, calling I mean, for... I, 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 Go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm not calling for government interference or anything like that. I agree with you completely. Let them make whatever decision they want to make. But I do hope the, the, the corporate folks understand the decision they've made and how it impacts their employees. Well, this, the same thing happened with uh, Anheuser-Busch. They made a mistake mm-hmm. and they're paying for it. Yep. These people might be making a mistake. They'll pay for, uh, me personally, I would rather have Christmas Eve and paid and Christmas Day. Yeah. But that's just me. But I don't want to make a corporation. They do what they want to do, what they feel is right for their corporation. If it is, they made the right decision, great. If they didn't, they'll pay for it. That's how I look at it. That's And and, and I think that's going to be how it plays out. I mean, we're seeing uh, blowback. And again, the, a lot of the blowback is not about – is not from people who are mad that uh, that they've – They've picked up Juneteenth as a paid holiday. I'm fine with that. I think Juneteenth is something we need to remember. It is a federal holiday now. If they want to offer that as a paid day off, that's fine. But a lot of the blowback is you're making us sacrifice Christmas Eve for this day, which also kind of undoes the whole point of diversity, equity, inclusion, where everybody says they want African-Americans to stop having to sacrifice to get equal rights and things like that. And yet they're having to sacrifice a day they already have off for recognition of black history. Well, I'll go back to what I just said. If it's uh, the the population that works there uh, approves of it, then it'll be a good decision. Mm -hmm. If they don't, people start leaving. I doubt that they leave for this, that. But new people might not come on because of that. So it, 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 the free market system is the best in the world. It'll patch things out and things will fall out like they're supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so if they made a good decision, great. If they didn't, they'll pay for it. All right. Chris, thank you very much for the call. I do appreciate it. Got to take this break. When we come back, I know there's some more callers on the line. Y'all stick around. And we've got some other news of the day to get to. Joe Biden is toxic, and there's a Republican candidate who's surging right now, kind of unexpected. We'll talk about that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Hey, there we go. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. My computer just froze up on me. Everything I wanted to say, I just was not showing up. And it's important. There's something important you got to know. It, we are probably looking at gas prices going up again because the Biden administration has once again chosen climate change over the basic energy needs of the American people right now. So the Biden administration announced yesterday it's going to cancel seven Trump era oil and gas leases in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge and war. 
and protect more than 13 million acres in the Federal National Petroleum Reserve in Alaska, stymieing a years-long attempt to drill in the protected region. Now, environmentalists are, are shouting from the rooftops, hip, hip, hooray, this is the greatest thing ever. We're saving the environment. I don't know if you've ever heard the description of drilling in Anwar, what that actually looks like. But the the metaphor that's always used, imagine a postage stamp, a standard postage stamp. For those who might be a millennial like me or younger, that's the little sticky square that they put on a letter, which is like a hard copy version of an email. Anyway, so they take a postage stamp Okay, and set that postage stamp down in the middle of an NFL regulation size football field. That postage stamp is the equivalent in ratio to the area that we're talking about in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. A postage stamp on a football field is the drilling area of Anwar. That's what they shut down but it can produce a phenomenal amount of oil. Right now, energy prices are higher than they were this time last year, and they've been kind of trending upward. They're down just a little bit, but they have been trending upward. The other day, uh, the Saudis and Russia announced they were going to retain current production cuts. So there will be more oil shortages. That's going to cause the oil and gas markets, it's going to cause the price of oil to go up. It is a futures market. It's a speculative market. When George W. Bush was in office, there was a projected uh, spike in oil prices. George W. Bush announced they were going to allow drilling in Anwar. And that reversed course because the futures markets were anticipating more oil coming in. Now, keep in mind, when you start development, it does take years. It takes a while for that production to result. But the fact is, The markets anticipated more oil, and so prices went down. The Biden administration, Interior Secretary Deb Holland, said, with today's action, no one will have rights to drill for oil in one of the most sensitive landscapes on Earth. Public lands belong to all Americans, and there are some places where oil and gas drilling and industrial development simply do not belong. President Joe Biden echoed her comments in a statement, and said that his administration will, quote, continue to take bold action, end quote, on climate change. Biden said the actions will help preserve our Arctic lands and wildlife while honoring the culture, history, and enduring wisdom of Alaska natives who have lived on these lands since time immemorial. The cancellation affects Alaska's state-owned oil development agency, the Alaska Industrial Development and Export Authority, which bought the leases covering about 365,000 acres on Anwar's coastal plain during the Trump administration. 
Again, postage stamp on a football field. That's what we're talking about here. It's not really saving the environment. There was not much of an impact. But they get to feel good about climate change. Oil and gas prices go up. This plays into a larger problem that Joe Biden has, and and I've been talking about the past couple days. Joe Biden has a lot of problems right now, not just the Hunter Biden stuff, although I'll get to that shortly. His approval rating is a disaster. A poll released by CNN has him at 39% approval to 61% disapproval. Over at Real Clear Politics, you can look at the breakdown by policy on his approval rating. For economy, he's underwater 38.1 to 58.1. Inflation, he's underwater 33.2 to 62.5%. On immigration, he's underwater 33.2% to 60.2%. On crime, 35.7% to 57.3%. On foreign policy, 40% to 55.6%. He's underwater by double digits in every category, in some of them more than 20 points underwater, 20 points or more underwater. On foreign policy, he's only 15.6 points underwater, which is still significant. Americans don't have far to look for reasons to vote against Joe Biden in 2024. It seems like a majority of Americans across the board think he hasn't done a thing right. He's going around, his administration's going around, and they're all proclaiming, oh, well, the economy's so much better. Don't believe your lying eyes. Except our lying eyes are telling us that oil and gas has gone up. Those prices have gone up. Prices at the grocery stores are still up. Wages have not caught up to inflation. Energy costs are up. Everything is up. The economy may be better in Democratic strongholds in urban areas and on the coast, but a lot of that is due to a wage gap difference. The wage gap between those uh, urban elite areas, especially along the coast, and the rest of America, it's pretty significant. Our wages have not caught up to where inflation is right now. These numbers from CNBC are just brutal. Listen to these numbers. As of July, 61% of adults still said they're living paycheck to paycheck. That's slightly higher than last year's 59%. 78% of consumers earning less than $50,000 a year and 65% of those earning between fifty dollars and 100000 were living paycheck to paycheck in July. Both of those numbers are up from a year ago. Of those earning 100000 or more, only 44% reported living paycheck to paycheck. 70% of Americans admit to being stressed about finances. 45% of adults, only 45% of adults said they have an emergency fund. For those who do have emergency savings, only about 26% polled said they have less than 5000 saved. 58% of all Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. So not only are his policies not working, but Americans are not buying that his policies are working. The problem with Biden is that in the past, when policies haven't worked for some presidents, they could still skate by on likability. 
the problem there is that Joe Biden isn't trusted. That same CNN poll I pointed out earlier, a majority of Americans in that poll believe that Joe Biden was in some way involved with his son's business when he was vice president. And one in three Democrats believe that Joe Biden not only was involved, but may have acted, maybe acting inappropriately with regards to the investigation into his son. So remember what I said yesterday. The best strategy the Republicans have right now going into 2024 is let Congress make Joe Biden as toxic as possible. And at this point, he looks radioactive. In this same poll, every Republican candidate is either tied with Joe Biden or ahead of him. And there's one Republican in particular who's doing better across the board with Republicans and Democrats right now. That's Nikki Haley. Joe Biden in that CNN poll is tied with every other GOP candidate with one exception. He's behind Nikki Haley, something like 47 to 43%. That's a CNN poll. And it's a CNN poll that oversampled Republicans. CNN purposefully oversampled Republicans in that poll. And even with oversampling them, Joe Biden was tied with every other Republican in that race except Nikki Haley. Do I think that's actually how it would play out if Joe Biden was one-on-one versus every one of those candidates? No. But I think it's significant that with Republicans oversampled, somebody like Nikki Haley actually does better than all the others against the president. Her Iowa small dollar donations have jumped a thousand percent. She raised a million dollars in 72 hours after the debate. Her crowd sizers are growing to standing room only. But whether it's Nikki Haley or some other Republican, the fact of the matter is, Joe Biden's in serious trouble. He is radioactive right now. I'm going to take a quick break. If you're on the phone line, stick around. I'll get to you after the break here on the Joe Cunningham Show. We'll be back in just a moment right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number or use the app chat to be part of the conversation. Let's jump to the phone lines now. We've got Randall on the line. Randall, how are you? Hey, Joe. I'm doing good. Okay, um, you were saying all these things, you know, about Joe Biden being underwater in polls, you know. Mm-hmm. But if the, I just wonder if the election was held today, Joe Biden versus, you know, and we'll just go with Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if um, Trump would win because you're dealing with the American public as uh, Rush, the late great. Rush Limbaugh said, no information voters, and then they would be influenced by pop culture, social media, national media, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, I really don't know. I, in, a, in a perfect world, they would see what's going on, but you're dealing with voters. If you know, that's just my two cents on this. You've given me a really good question, and I only have two minutes to try to answer. Uh, so, yeah. In a race against generic Republican, if the election's held tomorrow, Joe Biden loses. 
The problem is we don't have mm-hmm. generic Republican on the ballot, as you noted. Donald Trump, in some polling, tops Joe Biden. But there's a lot of undecideds in that one. A lot of Americans just in general, when the when you look at the polling, and if you agree with the polling that shows Donald Trump is way ahead of his primary opponents, you have to take the same polling that shows that he's tied in some cases uh, below, some cases above Joe Biden. But there's a lot of polling that shows a lot of undecideds and... A lot of people don't want a Donald Trump Joe Biden rematch, which makes me believe that if that if it comes to that, you're not going to have the record numbers of people turning out in 2024 like you did in 2020. I think every Republican who's running uh, the the main ones. I mean, I'm, I'm even going to include Mike Pence and Chris Christie in that. Although I know that will make some folks very angry. Every one of them, Donald Trump, Vivek, uh, DeSantis, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, uh, Chris Christie. Uh, Mike Pence, all of them are completely capable right now. They have a good shot of beating Joe Biden if the election's held tomorrow. The problem is, like you said, so one of my favorite movies, and it's a cheesy, cheesy movie, is the movie Men in Black. And there's that one line that Tommy Lee Jones has when he's talking to Will Smith, and it sounds very mean when I say it, but I don't mean it as mean as it sounds. Tommy Lee Jones, his character, looks at Will Smith's character and says, a person is smart. People are stupid. And that just is part of the problem where society itself, like you said, society can be dumbed down by the culture, by the entertainment, all of that. And that makes it very hard to predict. I think with all the information, Randall, and I've got to go on that one, with all the information I, I mentioned in, in the last segment, I think Joe Biden is completely capable of losing. But I don't know that for certain, and I think that's why Republicans have to continue to flood the zone. Randall, thank you very much for the call. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, calling in, uh, listening on the app, responding on the app. Appreciate it so much. I'm going to be back tomorrow. Let's round out the week here on the Joe Cunningham Show, 5 o'clock tomorrow, 23 hours from now. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, email Joe at redstate.com. You can find today's show and all the podcasts of all the shows on my Substack, Joe Cunningham Show.substack.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You guys stick around. Mark Levin next here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.